This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a podcast from Joy's jazz show, Bent Notes. Tune in live each Sunday night at joy.org.au. A beautiful piece of music there from guitarist Robbie Melville, my guest on Bent Notes. He is a Melbourne-based guitarist and composer. He started performing in his teenage years, and his compositions have resulted in a number of awards, including the Johnny Dennis Music Award back in 2021, which has contributed to his latest album. It is my great pleasure to say welcome back to Bent Notes, Robbie Melville. Welcome, Robbie. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me. It's a lovely uh, opportunity to have you here in studio and playing live to air with a piece of music that's just so glorious to listen to. Oh, thank you. What was it called? That's called Orton. That's actually inspired by, uh, there's a film composer called Mark Orton. He did the soundtrack to a film called Nebraska. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't, no. It's a magnificent film about a grumpy old man who <laughs> thinks he's won the lottery and hasn't, but really he knows he hasn't. Just has this outstanding score that I really um, fell in love with quite deeply yeah there's something about a guitar by itself when it's played by someone who knows what they're doing it's just a sound that is I suppose sweet and relaxing yeah well I like it I mean (laughs) yeah yeah that's how I spend my time at home it's a great solo instrument do you find that the guitar is an instrument that is easy for people to pick up and learn, to play well, I should say. I couldn't speak for anyone else. I know for me it's a, it's a terrible struggle and always has been, but that's maybe what keeps it interesting. I mean, there are, I think there are some things about it that are, that are quite simple to pick up. It's, it's a gift that keeps on giving, really. Yeah, there's a lot to explore. A lot to explore indeed. Now, from what I hear, you've been rather busy in the studio in the last couple of years, both recording and producing new albums. That's right. That's right. I can't help myself. (laughs) What is it that drives you to continue to create this new music? All I can say is the drive is just there and and I can't ignore it. I get very grumpy if if I try to forget about it. Yeah, it's just happens i don't know if it'll always be like like this but uh there just seems to be a lot of uh, music floating around for me to pluck (laughs) (laughs) so that that source of creativity Hmm. is it something that you don't know where it comes from at all the time or are there times when you think actually that says something to me i'm going to create something that's a good question a lot of it comes when i'm not really actually thinking about it actually i've got a few days teaching and sometimes it seems to happen like we're in between students 
a thing will just come out and then and then I have to say, hang on just hang on <laughs> just give me give me one minute just take your guitar out and give me one minute and then I might record you know two bars of something that has sparked my interest you know maybe it's because I because I have to teach and I can't do anything about it that it seems interesting but I save that stuff up and um, you know have a big file of these little ideas and and if I come back to them you know sometimes they're interesting and sometimes they're not what do you do to maintain and feed that creativity do do you have particular musicians that you love to listen to whether they be guitarists or otherwise or are there particular activities that you do that help your brain to relax and be creative yeah I mean of course there are musicians I mean there's so much great music and so that's always inspiring and I guess Maybe sometimes I'm like, oh, I'd like to try and do a thing like that, but then it comes out through the filter and it's n- nothing like that, which is maybe good, but sometimes frustrating. But I don't, I don't feel like I have to do anything particularly to um, get into a creative space, apart from have a, a bit of time. You know, I can't just jump into it. But usually if I, if I sit and play for 10 or 15 minutes, that's enough to maybe uh, get my get my brain working the right way or my ears or whatever, yeah. When you go into the studio, we mentioned before that you've been a little busy. Mm. When you go into the studio, do you find that you go in with your preset list of what you're going to play and that's all you do? Or do you get in the studio and then start doing what you're doing in between students? <laughs> finding other little things to be creative with or changing some of those things you bought with you? I think it depends on who I'm with and it uh, and it depends on time constraints, really, because, you know, I'm all <laughs> watching the clock, watching the money tick away. I guess usually it's it's fairly ordered, but, I mean, there was, there was a Clever Horse album I did where we intentionally left time to do some improvisations because we did get a a little uptight in that band (laughs) when we were recording. So it was like, okay, we're going to just take some time out to have a bit of fun. On this particular album, I had plenty of time, so there was some stuff that changed as I I went along. And yeah, it was was a real luxury actually to, to have a lot of, you know, I spent a few weeks on it rather than two days is it easier doing a solo album than working with others or are there different challenges yeah yes and no there was no frustration at uh maybe trying to explain to anyone what i want although i don't really do that anyway but i had a clear idea of what i wanted and it was just a, a matter of capturing it but also you know there was no one else there to bounce off so Sometimes I didn't know if it was good or not, and and there are no surprises. You know, I like I like uh, surprises. So <laughs> if there are other people around, then you know it's it's much more fun that sort of creative uh, conversation. I read a quote from John Shan from the Sydney Morning Herald. He said, while subtly evading expectations, Robbie Melville loads his music with a restrained melancholy, conveying innocence rather than knowingness the upshot being an unusual emotional ambiguity, blending resignation and contentment. That's a big statement. <laughs> he was writing about... That was an anti show that he saw, and that album 
was dealing, you know, I'd, I'd lost a friend, so so some of the music on that album was dealing with, with that sudden loss. But also, you know, I didn't want the whole album to be uh, morose, so I made sure there were some drinking songs and stuff <laughs> on there. So that's the kind of music he, he was hearing at that gig. Yeah, I, d- I don't know what what else to say about it. I mean, it's a lovely quote. It is. Yeah. It, it talks about music being beautiful, really, without without necessarily pushing any particular barrow along the way. Music being beautiful, I remember, uh, let's say, like maybe 20 years ago or something, I was listening to Andrea Keller, and it was beautiful. and and But some of it was, you know, really out. And I was like, I just want things to always be be beautiful but that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be um you know something can still be quite abrasive and uh, and have beauty but but I, I sort of made a decision then to try and chase beauty yeah beauty with with subtleness in there Oh, so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> my guest on bent notes is robbie melville guitarist and composer You'll listen to Bent Notes on Joy, 94.9. You are listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Find more podcasts and show blogs at joy.org.au. You are listening to Bent Notes on Joy, 94.9, where my special guest is guitarist and composer, Robbie Melville. Robbie, the new album is called Tangled Trails. I love the image on the front. It looks like it's the entrance to a mine. That's right. Is that one of your photos? No, no. These photos came from the, oh, gee, now I can't think of it, the Godby, Godby family, I think they were called, who have all this uh, historical photography from uh, Alberta in Canada. And so this cover photo relates to the film Tangled Trails, which, which this album is named after. And and the film basically is is about uh, uh, this shifty guy who has a mine in Canada, but the mine is just a cover. It's not making any money. Apparently, one guy who works there calls him out on it, and he uh, they have a fight, and he throws this guy down the mine shaft. Oh, lovely! The guy survives, ah. and he t- he tells the cops, and the guy and the bad guy flees to New York, where his offices are, and. Our Canadian hero policeman, who also has a love interest, chases him down to New York and back. And there's a lot going on. It's a pretty action-packed 55 minutes. Yeah, 55 minutes of movie from 1921. I yeah. think I read. Yeah, that's so right. it's been around for a while. Black and white. Yeah. No yeah. color. No color. No. And no sound. That's right. I've read. I th- or have we spoken? Maybe it was you or someone else I spoke to about silent movies, and I think I've heard that. You play for silent movies. Yeah, so Ronnie Farrella and I play to these films at a place up in Lionville, up in central Victoria, called the Radio Springs Hotel. And they have um, a 30-seat cinema out the back there. The, the guy who, who owns the place used to be involved in the, in the Melbourne Film Festival. And so the seats are from the Valhalla and the curtains are from here and there, he's, you know, and the projectors from wherever. Anyway, so he's a real film buff and he's got all these silent films and Ronnie and I go up there and improvise to them and sometimes have special guests. It's fantastic fun. 
It's hard work, but it's... I, I imagine it would be very hard work because it's not as if you can have rehearsed something if you're sitting th- down there and the film starts up. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Ronnie... So Ronnie always writes uh, two or three little themes, just sort of a couple of bars that relate to the film somehow. Has he seen um, the film before? No, but he'll just read up on the background of it, the year and, the, you know, where it was filmed and the material and um yeah and so then we have a couple of it's you know it's 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 a good place to start and it's good if we get stuck we can refer to these little themes and manipulate them throughout the film and um it was good when it was very hard when we started doing it but uh the more we've done it i think we're getting better at it i like to think we're getting better at it (laughs) it is the thing that creates atmosphere around any type of movie, it's the, it's the music that's there. Yeah, well, uh, best compliment we we got after one show was somebody said, ah, oh, you know, I forgot you were there. And oh, really? And we were like, good, like job done. That yeah. is wonderful. It means that everything just fitted perfectly with the film. Yeah. Have you actually played with this film before or is it just a film <laughs> that you've seen? I've seen it. I'm actually, when I go on tour, I, I did book this place in uh, in southern New South Wales that has a cinema. And so I'm going to play to it there. Oh, wow. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, just by myself. <laughs> <laughs> what, no audience? Oh, no. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there should be an audience there, but... Yeah. Okay, you're going to accompany it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. And then maybe it might be a new place for Ronnie and I to... Uh, it's just a... You know, I'm just prospecting for more places to uh, play to films. (laughs) It's one of those things that used to happen all the time many, many, many years ago, Mm. and now it doesn't happen all that often. But Mm. there's obviously uh, at least one place in Victoria, and there will soon be one place in New South Wales. (laughs) Yes. The album Tangled Tales has 14 pieces on it. It's a solo album, solo guitar, Mm -hmm. and the pieces fit in with the movie. Yeah, sort of. I mean, I didn't write specifically for the movie, but as I was making it, I I realised I had 55 minutes of music and looking at all these old films and found Tangled Trails, which goes for 55 minutes, and is sort of a Western. And in my head, all of this music sort of was already thought would be good for a a Western. And so I, I kind of tied those two things together. All the songs on the album could potentially fit the film at some some point or other. And the pieces of music that you've created, some of them you've written for people and written them as gifts for people that you know. Yeah. um, You've dedicated them to them. Yeah, I mean, I've always written for people. You know, they say you should write what you know, and I don't know much, but I have some nice friends and... And sometimes when I'm writing a piece of music, you know, I'll be thinking about about a friend. And so it's sort of how it turns out. I guess it's maybe it's not really about them. Maybe it's about me. So when I'm playing the piece, I can I can think of them. I mean, I don't know what it's what it's like to uh, have a have a song named after you. I don't know if that's uh, if it's a good or bad experience. (laughs) You know, if you don't like the song, maybe that's really bad. I'm not sure, but I do. I write about my friends. I write about my family, small things in life. Yeah. But nevertheless, while they might be small things in one respect, 
they're still sources of inspiration. Well, they're important to me, of, of course. You know, it's very, it's very personal music. But I think, I mean, who is that? I can't remember who the, the quote is from. Uh, the more personal, the, the more universal. Yeah, so hopefully that's, that's true. Hopefully people can feel something of the, the same thing when they're listening to the music that I feel when I'm writing it or playing it. For more details about the album Tangled Trails, search for Robbie Melville at bandcamp.com. Always a good place to go. And, of course, Robbie, you have your own website as well. Yeah, that's right, uh, robbiemelville.com. Yeah, I'll be going on tour, and uh, Melbourne launches on the, the 24th of June. And that's so at Cross Street? That's Cross Street, so you can get tickets through the website. Yeah, Fantastic. And you're also visiting Bendigo, Tumbarumba, Sydney, Kiama, and Canberra. That's right. What a great tour that is. If we're not in Melbourne, we'll be able to see you somewhere. Yeah, mm. I, hope, I hope so. Yeah. Robbie, the album The Launch Tour sound like a marvellous opportunity to enjoy and be inspired to create visions in our mind of the scenes that you're describing by playing your guitar. Thank you so much for dropping in tonight to chat here on Bent Notes. I believe you've got another piece for us. I will play another piece. What yes. piece are you going to play for I'm us? I'm going to play a piece called Genoid, which I which I wrote for my friend Gideon Brazil. Genoid is an anagram of Gideon, and also he likes gin, so that worked out <laughs> pretty well. So it's a it's a piece for for Gideon. Oh, let's have a listen to Genoid here on Bent Notes. My special guest on Bent Notes has been Robbie Melville, guitarist and composer, and here is Genoid. Gin Ode from Robbie Melville and his Tangled Trails album just released on Lion Share Records. Check out RobbieMelville.com or Robbie Melville on Bandcamp. You are listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.92, hours of jazz and improvised music each and every Sunday night here on Joy. Uh, and there's, there's Rex. What is Rex telling us here, Jackie? Rex is absolutely loving the performance this evening. Robbie Melville, absolutely amazing. What is Rex up to? Who are some of the guitarists who have influenced or inspired Robbie is the question from Jeff. This comes from Jeff. Robbie, there you go. There are a lot, but just off the top of my head, the first two that spring to mind are Bill Frizzell and Melbourne's very own Stephen Magnuson. Is there something particular about their styles that has grabbed your attention? I remember with Stephen, like the first time I saw him, I'd ne- <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that. I, I didn't even know. I was like, how is he? Where's that? That note's still there, but he's playing other notes. And so he, he really uh, changed my whole concept of what music could be. And then with Frizzell, it's just, I mean, I really like his use of space and, um, and I really like how it, doesn't matter who he's playing with or what music he's playing he manages to you know fit in so seamless he still sounds like himself but it's not like he's that's not the point of it like he just he sounds like him but he's also just playing the the music so incredibly well and i just love the way he composes
Thank you, Robbie. And Jeff, I hope that provides the answer to your question about Robbie's influences and inspirations. My special guest on Bent Notes has been Robbie Melville, guitarist and composer. You're listening to Bent Notes on Joy 94.9. You've been listening to a podcast from Bent Notes. Join us live each Sunday night on Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.